Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 339 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. I'm very excited you're here today on the annual money episode where you get to know what I made and I feel vulnerable as heck. But this year, I ain't even going to trip on the vulnerability. It is what it is. And I'm going to share with you because that is what I like to do. So that is coming up. What is going on around here in a little update? Let's see. Uh, This morning, my agent sent me an email saying, hello, how goes the revision? And I thought, oh, no, what revision are you talking about? Because I had literally forgotten that she had a fantastic idea for my book, Seven Miracles. Seven Miracles is the paranormal women's fiction that I wrote last year. Now that is 2023. I wrote it in 2022 and I was going to self-publish it, but then I just decided to give it to her to see if she wanted to take it out and get it traditionally published. Because once I write a book, I'm kind of really easy about letting it go. And she loved the book and wants to take it out. And we owed it to uh, Penguin Random House. They passed on it, which was exactly what I wanted to happen because I have my eye on a different publisher. I'll keep you posted on that. So they passed on it. And then Susanna had a great idea for a small edit that will probably only take, I don't know, three hours tops. I forgot about it totally. So (laughs) I'll be maybe three or four hours. I'll be doing that this week. Yep, I will. (laughs) Luckily, she had sent it to me in a voice memo in WhatsApp. So it was all still there and I got excited about it again. It is a really nice way to streamline the plot and kind of combine two characters that aren't that important. Therefore, simplifying and kind of making it a lot more circular, especially at the end where we come back uh, for the big emotional punch. So that'll be good. I will enjoy doing that now that she has reminded me of it. And then I'll be out on submission again soon. So that's exciting. Let's see what else. Uh, I am starting to pack for our move at the end of the month. It is January 5th. We take possession of the house on January 20th, and then the movers are coming on January 27th. So I am not panicking yet. I panic in my heart, which is where I do a lot of panicking, honestly. But then I realize that I think I have a little bit of residual trauma around moving around the world and getting rid of so much stuff. And I just have to keep reminding myself that we don't have that much stuff and we're just moving across town. So worst if the worst comes to worst, I could just throw things in boxes. And Lala is doing this a lot of it too. So mm, mm, moving is stressful. Just have to remember that moving is stressful and to give myself a freaking break. So I have packed about 10 boxes, all of books and a few little tchotchke trinkets things. So the big stuff that I own, which is books, are packed. And now it's just about packing some yarn. I packed all my extra clothes away and I've gone back down to a capsule wardrobe, which I love. Why don't I do this all the time? I think I may actually keep this up. I have two suitcases of clothing. That's 
all I own apart from the capsule wardrobe that is in my closet, which is 50 items or fewer, I think maybe 48 items total. That's including like jackets and sweaters. And, uh, and that feels really good to me. So what I used to do was I did project 333, which was you wear 33 items for three months and then you rotate it out. I think I'm just going to keep doing that, but I like 50, 50 gives me a big sense of, oh, I've got lots of stuff to wear, but then when the seasons change again, I'll go into those suitcases. I'll pull out some new to me clothes that I love so much and replace them. Right now I'm wearing summer clothes. When I need warmer clothes, I'll go in and do a little shop in all of the clothes that I already own. So that's good. Uh, So moving stuff. Oh, I am in the morning going away on writer's retreat with uh, three of my New Zealand besties that I have gone on writer's retreat with a couple times already. And I cannot wait. We're going to have a road trip. We're going to have snacks. We're going to sit around and talk about writing and gossip and laugh. Uh, We are precious, precious princesses. And so we all have our own room, which I love too. And I really love, love these women. So that is starting tomorrow morning and that'll be great. Okay. Um, I think that's an update of what is going on around here. So let's get into the stuff that you're interested in. Show me the money. So I am pleased to say, I'm pleased to announce, I never know this until right before I do this episode, that is when I total up everything that I have made in 2022. Last year in 2021, I made, and these are all US dollars, I made $190,000. Woohoo! This year I made $199,000. Can we just call it $200,000? But I don't really want to pay taxes in two countries on $200,000. So It is what it is. It's $199,000. So it's a little bit more, which is awesome because I actually taught less last year. Where did that extra money come from? It came from book sales, which is incredibly exciting to me. So here it is broken down. I have to really dedicate this episode to my assistant, Ed. He was on episode 200. If you want to listen to that, he is an extremely amazing person and I value every single way, little way, big way that he helps me. And he uh, does these tables for me and he tracks everything that I make in terms of self-publishing sales. And it's, you're so, you're so awesome, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I cannot thank you enough. All right. So in terms of book sales, this is what I love. This is, this is exciting to me. I made $76,700. $76,700. Let's call it $77,000. I made $77,000 in book sales last year. The year before, I only made fifty-seven, dollars So that's an increase of $20,000 US dollars, which is awesome. And what is really cool is that I made $49,715. Rounding up, that's $50,000. I made $50,000 from self-publishing. Y'all, I have not had a release in self-publishing in literal years. I think in 2020 is when I re-released A Life in Stitches. Uh, the the um, When I got the rights back, re-released it and recorded it and uh, did that. So that was my last self-publishing 
foray, everything else, this is just backlist stuff. So about $50,000 I made on self-publishing. I did do more ads, a lot more ads this year because I was pushing people to a life and stitches, which worked really well. I spent $12,000 on ads. So about a thousand dollars a month, although it was really skewed heavier in the year. And I haven't, I've been spending like a hundred dollars a month for the last few months. So um, that is really cool. And then for traditional publishing, I made $27,000. That came from the release of the paperback version of Hush Little Baby, because I got a payment when that released. That was the fourth payment on that book. That The payment for both Stolen Things and Hush Little Baby, my two thrillers with Penguin, uh, were broken up into four payments one payment on signing, one payment on delivery and acceptance of the manuscript to my editor, one payment on the hardcover release, and one payment on the paperback release, which is really kind of a pain in the ass. However, it's cool when you have forgotten the money is coming to you and a year later, the paperback comes out and they send you another bump of money. So the paperback came out, totally failed. Like, no, nobody is buying that book. Nobody's reading that book. We have talked about that. It's fine. Publishing is what it is. However, a really cool thing happened this year, and I believe I've mentioned it, but Stolen Things, the book before that, earned out. It sold well. It didn't sell badly. It actually sold well. So I have received twice this year royalty money out the blue from a book that earned out. And I I get really excited about this because I never earn out fiction in the States. I've earned out fiction in other countries with different um, uh, uh, publishers when my agent has sold the rights to different publishers. However, I have never earned out fiction in the United States until Stolen Things. And it's really cool to just get money for it as it continues to sell. So may it continue to sell. So a total of about $77,000 for books sold this year. And that is so freaking cool to me. And okay, so the next thing is where I made the most money, which is teaching. And under this umbrella, I include my 90 days to done courses. I include my coaching, which I'm really not doing right now, but I did some at the beginning of last year. I include uh, being paid for teaching at online conferences and being paid to teach at in-person conferences, both of which I did in 2022. I include in this number, everything I make from online courses, um, both other people's and my own evergreen course, and what I make from Rachel Says Right. So all of that came to $100,946,000. And you know, I like to round up when it's a 900. So that's about $101,000 for talking to people about writing, which just is so exciting and humbling and awesome. And I love to do it. And that's cool. That's really cool. And I am so grateful. I'm doing this kind of new thing where I I always keep track of everything I make. You know, it goes into a cell spreadsheet and I look at my tax documents and all of that because paying taxes in two countries is no joke, y'all. But I'm doing an extra thing that I talked to Sasha Black about on the Black Heron on the most recent episode, which you can only get to uh, if you're a patron until next month when it will release to everybody. But because we read this book, Happy Money, I am going back to doing something I did a long time ago, and I love it. I have a little notebook on my desk, and when I receive money of any of any amount, like 
this morning I wrote down 88 cents. I got a royalty payment from somebody. I don't even know who, because sometimes my bank doesn't tell me, but I got a royalty payment from somebody for 88 cents. And I wrote down the 88 cents and I thinked it. I, I look at the number on the page. I know it sounds a little silly, but it doesn't feel silly. It feels awesome. I thanked the money. I thank the money every single time a payment comes in for from somebody for Rachel Says Right. I got one this morning from Lorraine. I wrote down $39 and I thanked Lorraine and it felt really, really good. So knowing that I made this money from teaching, from helping other people write, it, it makes me so grateful and so happy. And yeah, I'm just kind of filled up and bubbling about it. So yeah, that's that. And then the other big chunk of money that I made was from Patreon and I made $15,000 there, uh, $15,000 at Patreon. And you know, I love Patreon and that is really cool to me because every month I write an essay and the patrons get the essay, even at the $1 amount level, everybody gets that essay. I love writing those essays. I loved the one I just wrote about our trek on the Able Tasman. And that is, that is I'm paying myself an advance on a book. I have been using Patreon for the last 18 months to write the book about moving out of a country and into another. It is tentatively working titled The New New Zealanders. And so just last year, I paid myself with from, from my patrons who support me, I paid myself $15,000 to write that book. And then if I give it to my agent and she sells it and I make more money, great. If I self-publish it and I make more money, great. But patrons are paying me to do that, are supporting me. And I feel an immense gratitude toward them as well. And I'm going to be doing a little bit. One of my goals is to up that a Patreon because it is such a lovely, lovely way to be supported. And so I am going to try to remember to ask. And I sent out a, an email talking about um, writing and Oh, I was actually talking about reading and how my reading activities have changed a little bit recently. And I reminded people that I had a Patreon and I invited them to support me. And lo and behold, people supported me. And that's so nice because I do this thing where I just really feel weird about asking. And so then I don't. And that is silly. I love um, Denise Duffield Thomas. She wrote a book. She wrote, she's written a couple of great books. Uh, one is Chill and Prosper. And I really like it. And she just reminds me a lot. I like her podcast as well. She reminds me to share and help and talk about what I know about. And then also make the ask. Share and then ask, share and then ask. It's super, super simple. So I'm trying to remember to ask in regards to Patreon. And I very, speaking of that, I very much like what I have been doing and I'm going to do it again right now and thank the new patrons that came in. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. And I got to think about blessings and wishes for them. So uh, here they are. So I would like to thank, and then after this, I'm going to share an email from um, a friend of mine who is doing something new with his reading. So stick around for that. But here are my new patrons and my wishes for them. So uh, first of all, to Jaylene Bennis. Oh, and then I'm going to talk more about writing. Dang it. I've got a lot to say today. Okay. Anyway, uh, thank you. Patron, new patron, Jaylene Venice, I wish for you the ability to remember only the best, most amazing dreams that you explore at night that inspire you on an hourly basis 
day by day. And Melinda Findlay, for you, I wish the time to read a book in front of a fireplace with the knowledge that there's no better place for you to be than right there. To Sherry Metz, I wish for you every time you look into the sky, a bird swings through the blue, reminding you that you are enough. And to Anna, I wish kindness from others and yourself, the kind of kindness that feels like warm blankets and smells like cinnamon tea. To Claire Cowder, who upped her pledge. Thank you, Claire. I wish for you the ability to know when you need a break and the kindness to allow it for yourself, giving yourself exactly what you need to get your heart's sweetest joy done. And to Kelly Griffin, I wish that the universe keeps pushing open doors that you never knew existed and that on the other side of those doors is exactly what you need. And to Tanya Deby, a nap on a sofa that is just your size is what I wish for you. And waking up after that nap to something that is exactly what you needed to find when you open your eyes. Thank you to all of my patrons, new, old, future. I really, really appreciate you. And so let's go back now to money. Uh, okay. So this is fun. Okay. So that's what I made from Patreon. And those are my wishes for my new Patreon patrons. So in total last year, I made um, 198,647. Let's round that up to 199 because that's not a big roundup. My goal last year was to make more from books than I did from teaching. And that did not happen, but it's nice to have a goal and we can move the goalpost. So I'm re I'm moving the goalpost again to make more from books than teaching next year. What I would like that to mean is to produce more books. Those essays, I really need to collect them into the books that they are meant to be and release them. That means editing them, getting them professionally edited, doing all the things that it takes to make a book, but I would like to make um, I would like to get those out there into other people's hands because the only people who have read those books, 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 books are in those essays. You know, I think there's 50 or 60 essays over there now, many hundreds of thousands of words. Those are just sitting there collecting dust and I don't want them to collect dust. So that is what I'm going to be working on this year. God knows when I got to fit that in. And I will fit that in. So um, some interesting statistics here, and these are from Ed. Thank you, Ed. And these are all regard as regards to self-published numbers. So of the self-published $49,715, 52% of that, actually 51.7% of that came from nonfiction, which really kind of helps me believe that this is the right way for me to go. 52% of that came from nonfiction. And I don't have that much nonfiction. I have the memoir, I have the fast director memoir, and I have another book on writing out there. I have a lot of self-published fiction titles, but they make up less than 50% of what I brought home from self-publishing last year. Um, the biggest part of the self-published fiction was my Cypress Hollow series at 21%. 
And Cypress Hollow is something that I got the rights back to. I edited them earlier last year, and then I re-released them all myself, the books one through five, plus the novella. They're all in KU. It was the KU experiment. And I have to say that from this, I believe that the KU experiment for Cypress Hollow is paying off. I want to experiment more with um, bringing the Darling Songbirds in and the Ballad Brothers and the Firefighter series. Uh, I would like to do kind of the same thing that I did to them, which was really, really optimized for covers, blurbs, um, every single thing that goes into putting a book up there. I, I concentrated on optimizing for Cypress Hollow, and I would like to do that again. Uh, so, but that, that breakdown does show me that my intuition that I want to move more toward nonfiction is good intuition. So that is awesome. Uh, sales by channel of that 74.3% of my self-published sales were from Amazon. 10.4% was from Apple. Nook was a really kind of shocking 7%. I would never have guessed it was that high. Kobo uh, was 1.8. Kobo Plus, which is their lending um, arm, was 2.1%. So that's kind of cool. So altogether, 3.9 came from Kobo because of that. And the rest um, is from various other little tiny channels like uh Ingram Australia and Ingram UK and Cree and uh, what else? Uh, Draft a digital. Oh, and Google with a whopping $821. Come on, Google, you got to pick it up. Um, and then in terms of where I sold, 85% of my sales came from the United States. And then it was in this order, United Kingdom and then Canada and then Australia and then uh, everywhere else for 0.7% and then New Zealand for 0.3%. So <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, the vast, vast majority of my sales still come from the United States, which is to be expected. And uh, I find that so fascinating. So thank you, Ed, for putting those things together. All right. Um, I think that is about all I have to say about my earnings this year. I think it is fun to know and fun to think about. And I very much like cultivating this deep well of gratitude that I have for every single penny that I make, which I've always had, but consciously thinking about it every day when I get an email or some notification that I've made some kind of money, thinking about it and thanking the person that is behind that. When I get a payment of, you know, X dollars from Amazon. I thank the people who bought the book or read the pages over at Amazon. It feels nice. It feels good. Okay. The other thing that I mentioned um, that I would get into was I sent this email out to everyone about my reading habits. I am very much, oh, I'm in this reading phase right now. I don't really want to do anything else but read, but I also don't want to read as chaotically as I normally read, I normally start books and then wander away from them, even if I'm loving them, because my eye is caught by the bright and the shiny. So I have created a collection inside my Kindle, and I've literally collected, uh, made collections within my books as I was sorting them. So I'm only allowed to read one book in each of the genres that I love the most in both paper and on Kindle. So that has been helping, but that um, prompted me to get a response email from my friend Huckbeard, who is really awesome. And I loved his email. And with permission, I'm just going to read it out to you because I thought this was a really interesting way to sort a year. Huck, I ain't never going to do this. I am never going to be this 
organized, but for the organization junkies of us, uh, I thought that I would share your email. So he says, here's how I get my reading done. Summer, read. Autumn, write. Winter, write. Spring, revise. Summer seems to be the season when I have the most reading time with the long daylight hours and a lighter load in my day job. So I've made summer my reading season. From the first day of summer to the last, I take a break from writing and I just read like a reading fiend about two books per week. Then first day of autumn, I start outlining my next manuscript, which has been perkling in the brain kitchen all summer, of course, the brain kitchen. (laughs) After about a month when the outline is done and my agent has given feedback, I start writing again. Throughout autumn and winter, I write like a writing fiend. Write, write, write. Lots of research along the way too, but lots more writing. So autumn and winter are my writing seasons. I'm a rabid plotter and a slow, careful writer. So the first draft is in great shape by the end of winter. By the first day of spring, I'm ready to revise. I use Pacemaker to push myself through my writing seasons, giving myself six months to finish the book. That's what it typically takes me. I send the revised draft to my agent and incorporate feedback. So spring is revising season. By the first day of summer, I'm done and ready to start reading again. Since the pandemic, I've written two books and I've read 150 plus books with this system, which works for me. We're now out on submission with those two books. Congratulations and good luck. I find that by the end of summer, I can't wait to start writing again. By then, by the end of spring, I can't wait to start reading again. I do read a bit throughout the other seasons, but nowhere near as much as summer. Uh, just an idea. Oh my gosh, just reading this again. Thank you, Huck. Makes me want to try something like this. And I know that it's not in my wheelhouse uh, to do it exactly like this, but I am very inspired by this and by the way that you work. And I do love the idea of giving seasons their own emphasis rather than, and this is actually something I am trying to do, rather than what I've always done in the past, which is trying to emphasize everything all the time. And that gets exhausting. So the way you have just lined that out is gorgeous. And thank you for allowing me to share it. So I feel like in this episode, we have been a little bit all over the place. I have caught you up with what is going on around here. I have told you about what I made and how I made it. And we have talked about reading. So um, now it is my chance to thank you for being here last year. Welcome to you. If this is your first episode, Um, they're not usually this chaotic, but you know, sometimes they are. And I am grateful for you. I want you to know that. And I also really want you to do your writing, which is uh, my goal of sitting in this chair is to help you remember that writing is not always easy and it doesn't always feel great. Having done it often feels wonderful and it doesn't have to be a terrible slog and a punitive thing. We want to find the joy and the ease in writing. And that looks different for every writer. And it's an ongoing search to try to find the methods and the processes that will work for you best to make writing on its best days the feeling of soaring through the air with ease and grace. And on its worst days, maybe just a little bit bumpy rather than dragging yourself along a gravel road by your fingertips. So that's my goal of sitting in this chair. I'm using this New Year's episode, this money episode to thank you for being here as 
always. And hey, if you want to support my Patreon, it's over at patreon.com slash Rachel. I'm not doing another ad read in the middle of this. It's that's all there is. And again, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a writer. Thank you for being somebody who wants to put your words into the world. No one else can write those and you will affect someone to the deepest part of their soul. You will do that with your words. And I'm really proud of you. Let's keep going, my friends. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. <laughs>